Hey everyone, welcome to the Fortress of Solitude podcast. I'm your host, Sergio Pereira, and I'm joined by, you know, I've already said it before, he's been a guest on, on the podcast in the past, and I, I really enjoy speaking to him all the time, especially like on Twitter, like Greg Katzman. I mean, Greg, you, you know, you and I, we are always talking about nerdy and geeky stuff, like literally all the time. Yeah, yeah, that's basically all we do. And uh, I, uh, the feeling is mutual. I, I always have a really good time uh, talking about all this stuff. And uh, I certainly appreciate that uh, <laughs> you are willing to uh, put opinions out there that sometimes other people may be thinking, but uh, they're, they're not exactly eager to uh, put that out there. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's actually very interesting you say that because obviously that's um, one of the topics we'll be discussing mm-hmm. today. And I mean, obviously people will figure it out from the title, but you know, we are going to be discussing something which I think needs to be discussed a little bit. And it's pretty much the way that the internet kind of treats Zack Snyder and, you know, specifically his movies and sometimes even the man himself, his character, you know, versus the, the sort of treatment we've seen of, you know, Joss Whedon in comparison. But like, first of all, like, I want to get like into the discussion about. It seems like every time you know Snyder posts something on like online, whether it's a, a little clip from um, you know the Snyder Cut or it's uh, the upcoming Army of the Dead movie, it's it's literally every time you post something, it's a bit of a meltdown mode, and you know it's like you know like very the, the sort of like nasty tweets that come out, and a lot of people getting angry about it and a lot of stuff. And I'm just curious, like. I mean, for me, it's it's a little bit over the top, wouldn't you think? Yeah, um, let, let, let me put a, out a disclaimer. I, I love Man of Steel. I, I really like uh, Batman v Superman, the Ultimate Edition. And I am very excited uh, about his cut of Justice League. That said, I understand why his DC movies are divisive. Um, these are beloved characters and people want to see certain things, certain kinds of tones with these movies. So I understand why some people wouldn't like the work he's done with DC. I have nothing against that. People are entitled to, you know, feel however they feel about these movies. That's that's totally fine. We don't all have to like the same stuff. Um, but I do think it's important to kind of take a step back and acknowledge that, hey, it's unrealistic to think that this next thing he shares is going to drastically change your opinion of what this movie is going to be suddenly justice league is going to be the all ages movie that you can watch with your kid you know obviously that's not going to be the case um so i I do think it's it's totally fine if people don't like his work i have nothing against that i i happen to really like it i just think it's kind of surprising to see people continue to react so negatively to things that really shouldn't be a surprise regarding his work and how he wants to approach these characters. And uh, it, it does often feel rather personal. Like, I, I see people recycling the same jokes over and over for years now, and those, yeah. those are harmless, you know, the silly jokes like, oh, there's no color in his movies, or it's 90% slow motion, or everyone <laughs> yeah. is sad and never smiling, blah, blah, blah. Um, or Superman doesn't save people. I, I vehemently disagree with all of that, but those are harmless silly, frankly, unoriginal jokes at this point that people continue to repeat. But it gets rather personal. You see, like, a lot of criticism targeted at Zach himself, and that's always surprising. And before I get into this, I'll say, you know, what, what a majority of the fans have done 
to support him has been really impressive. Like five hundred thousand dollars in uh, in uh, suicide yeah. prevention charity. That that's that's incredible. And for most of these fans, it's it was a very unique situation. What happened with the production of the movie? And uh, I, I think there it was understandable that they wanted to see what the movie actually was versus what ended up being put out there. And as we can see, there are two drastically different products. Um, so I think it's incredible what the fans have done. Now, obviously, there is a certain section of this fandom, just like any other fandom, unfortunately, where they go about it the wrong way. They, they act in a toxic way. Just like, you know, we're talking about people who can act toxic towards Zach. There are people who act toxic in defense of him. And that is inexcusable. Yep, agreed. Um, they are only hurting what they are trying to accomplish. They are trying to defend his work and his movies, but instead they're making the entire community look bad. And stuff like that has to stop. It doesn't matter who it's about. It's just not productive. And it makes it oddly personal. Um, it, but... The thing about Zach is, and look, I'm not going to pretend like I know him or I have sources close to him, but all of the reports and statements about, uh, from people who worked with him, whether they're cast or crew, or even executives at WB who may not be fond of his work, all describe him as like a legitimately great and nice guy to work with, who is welcoming of like people's ideas and makes them, makes them feel safe and valued on the set. And I have to say, like with all of this stuff, that's coming out reportedly about certain individuals uh, across the industry you think something like that would uh you know help change opinions and now i'm not saying like suddenly you love his work because he seems like a decent dude but i'm saying maybe it's important to, to you know separate the creator from their work in this case uh you can dislike his work and that's okay but I, the the sheer hatred he receives on a personal level, it's baffling to me because he doesn't seem like he deserves an ounce of that. Especially when you think about the circumstances that went into how everything happened with uh, yeah. the the rolling out of this movie with his with his daughter taking her own life and what he had to go through. Yeah. I mean, he he reportedly walked away from the movie because he was trying to you know pour himself into work to try to you know, deal with a loss like that. But then, you know, debating with the studio, it's just, it was too much. And it, I will say it's understandable. The studio saw how critics reacted to Batman v Superman and they thought something had to change. Uh, I'm not trying to defend uh, or, or, or criticize WB's actions here. They wanted to create a product that they thought would be successful. In my opinion, it backfired. And now they're seeing that there's overwhelming demand for uh, the way Zach originally wanted to uh, build the Justice League. And I'm very excited to see it. I understand why others aren't. That's okay. Uh, but Zach himself, based on all of the statements and reports from people who work with him, seems like a legitimately great guy. And uh, frankly, I don't think deserves an ounce of the personal attacks he receives now jokes about yeah. his work and not liking his work that's a separate story but he receives some very very cruel comments online and that pops up a lot on my feed and it's just uh yeah. it's baffling man I don't, I don't get it you see the thing is what what really bothers me is i think you touched upon that earlier as well was saying that it's very personal like the attack like it's all cool like if you don't like a director's work it's it's totally fine if you know it doesn't connect with you 
It's understandable. I mean, art is subjective. We know that. Um, I mean, for example, and I mean, this is something which a lot of people get shocked about. I do not like Quentin Tarantino's movies. I just do not connect with it. It's just a, like a lot of people are like, oh, but how can't you? Like, I just, I cannot find it. Like, you know, like I've, I've tried watching movies. I've tried looking at it through different lenses and stuff. But for me, it just doesn't connect with me. But I choose not to talk about Tarantino then on like Twitter or you know, wherever, like, I, I try to stay away from it because I'm like, okay, it's not for me, but it's for someone else, and that's okay, it's totally fine. Yeah. Everyone has, they're allowed to have their, like, own interest in what they like doing. Well, I think the problem that happened with Snyder was, and I, I will say this, is that a lot of people, especially in, you know, positions of being tastemakers and authorities on subjects, like, or subject matter experts, they call it, they took a lot of pot shots, and I mean, I, I think we've seen, like, even sometimes to a certain extent, comic book creators and people in the industry and it's it's kind of actually it's a bit sad to, to be honest you know especially someone who's a fan and i mean I, i'm the kind of person where i'm a fan of everything across all media i like i like the happy stuff you know uh, i enjoy marvel movies i enjoy what marvel puts out there and i enjoy the dc stuff i enjoy stuff that's darker i enjoy stuff like Watchmen. it's kind of like book ages i mean if you look at superman when you know first debuted versus the Superman in the 80s and the 90s and like even now it's a completely different character it's like it's evolved it's changed the characters have changed I mean the first appearance of Lex Luthor he had hair I mean we know that so it's like these sort of things you know and I just think that a lot of the the story around Snyder and his movies was created sometimes by a lot of the people in positions of power and authority and it kept you know like drumming down like the Martha jokes and certain things and, you know, it just created the sort of toxicity in, in the fandom. And it started then, I think, as you pointed out, it's not right what's happening as well in terms of, you know, fans reacting toxically to everybody else and, and attacking him. But I feel like, you know, it was almost like it was a combustible situation and somebody lit a match. You know, that's literally what happened. And this is why it all kind of spread. And it's kind of disappointing because, you know, like, for example, you know, when you see a trailer for the Snyder Cut that comes out and some people are super excited about it. They're like, oh, that's really great. I want to watch it. And that's cool. You know, that's that's exactly what, what, what you know, like what you should feel. Other people who don't care about it, they're like, oh, that's not for me. I'm not really interested in, you know, this version of the Justice League or the DCEU. You know, I hope they move forward. That's also totally fine because, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to get a movie for you. And this is what I always say. Like, you look at some directors that have released, you know, movies that have been received divisively. And I mean, like, look at someone like Joel Schumacher. Yes, he got, you know, a lot of stick for Batman and Robin. But it was never to a certain extent of like, you know, with Snyder, even like certain other directors. I mean, like you look at uh, Tim Story as well, like with the Fantastic Four movies. He didn't really get that. You know, like he didn't get that sort of like, you know, abuse that Zach is sort of getting online. And this kind of brings me to my next sort of point is that I kind of think that sometimes, you know, online hatred and, well, let's not say hatred, like abuse that goes on. As you said, it's sometimes misguided. Like, if we look at, for example, now, like, you know, we're talking about Joss Whedon. And we look at some of the scandals that have come out, the alleged scandals that have come out. And, you know, a lot of cast members from Buffy and some production speaking out about it. I truly believe that the coverage hasn't been equal versus what would be or something like that. I feel a lot of people keeping quiet about certain things, even though the cast members are speaking out. I mean, yes, this isn't, you know, an admission of, you know, guilt or anything on his part or anything. I mean, obviously, the stuff needs to be investigated and it needs to be, you know, looked into. But, you know, we've seen, for example, Snyder, I've seen some accusations, like, you know, leveled against him, like, by, you know, 
tastemakers at times. I mean, we've seen some of those tweets that have gone out. And a lot of people keeping quiet about Joss Whedon. Yeah, um, I, I think that I'll, I'll, I'll touch a few points that you addressed. Um, when it comes to social media, I like everyone is free to use their social media as they wish. But me personally, I've always thought it would be unwise and unprofessional for me to spend my time uh, joking about or criticizing uh, the work of another creator. Um, I'm obviously not a creator, but I'm in the comic book industry. So I, I've never been a big fan of uh, people bashing the work of people from other mediums uh, in a way that feels like it's just meant to be a joke or in fact it's mean-spirited. Now, I think there are conversations that can be had about constructive criticism. I think constructive criticism is healthy uh, and often necessary. And I think that's great. I, I think if there are creators saying, you know, I understand what Zach was going for with Man of Steel and BBS with the arc of Superman and Batman's arc, but it wasn't for me and here's why. Here's what I would have loved to see instead. I have no issue with that whatsoever. Uh, that's that's great. You know, like you said, these are all subjective. But it often feels rather mean-spirited and it's kind of like the easy joke to make just for some quick retweets and likes almost. Um, yeah. So I've, I've look, I can't pretend that like throughout my entire history on social media, I've never made a joke or said something negative about work. Like obviously I have, oh, but I've, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've been making like a sincere effort to try to focus on supporting the things I love. And if there's something that's in the spotlight and I'm not a fan of it, I purposely try to not comment on it. Like why do I want to pop up in someone's feed and potentially make them feel defensive over something they like or feel bad about something that I like. And uh, look, not, not to say what was me, but like that happens on my feed anytime anything happens yeah. with Snyder. My feed is just full of just like jokes about him and criticism. I'm like, ah, okay. So it's, I guess Snyder released another image or said something new and now everyone's repeating the same jokes or saying how much they hate his work again. Got it. So it's, it's another Tuesday, I guess. Um, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, like like we were saying before, all of the reports coming out about how Zach is on set and how people work with him and how he values them, it makes him sound like a, a sincerely kind human being. And uh, I wish that was factored in sometimes when people talked about his work. And uh, I saw he was getting some criticism because he, um, I think there was an interview he did where. He was talking about the the social media campaign about how people would kind of overwhelm HBO Max's feeds, like they would post about yeah. Sesame Street, and everyone would reply like release the Snyder cut. And I saw like a lot of people were claiming like that means he supports toxic behavior. And I can understand where that's coming from, but I do think that he was just quickly commenting like it's cool to see that like fans were passionate about his work and telling HBO Max, no matter what HBO Max was promoting, this is what yeah. we want. And in the Variety article, he, you know, he said, you know, he 100% doesn't support any kind of toxic behavior in the community. So I hope that clears that up. Um, as for Joss, let me just say, um, 
first and foremost, I love his writing on Astonishing X-Men. Uh, I thought, you know, I enjoyed shows like Buffy and Firefly. I thought Avengers was, you know, a lot of fun when it released. Uh, but the reports and accusations against him that have been coming out for years, they're, I, I, you know, it's not for me to say whether, you know, he's he's guilty of those. That's, that's obviously for, uh, you know, other individuals to determine through investigations and whatnot. But they're obviously very disturbing. And... I feel like I don't see a lot about that. And in fact, I kind of saw the opposite recently. Paul Bettany did an interview uh, talking about working with Joss on the vision. And um, I'll say vision's anatomy. And people were joking about it. Joking about how Joss was having fun joking with Paul Bettany about that. And this was after all the stuff. All the accusations came out. So it was kind of... Odd to see people being so lighthearted about that, but if there was any, ever any kind of thing, you know, that Zach did wrong, and you know, if he ever did, I would absolutely want an investigation into that. But absolutely, if there was yeah. ever anything that he did, you know, I feel like the response would be rather different. No, I agree completely with you. Then I think it's, it's a good point. I mean, you mentioned about like you know people say that you know the toxic behavior of, of flooding. You know HBO Max. I think you know on social media that's that's pretty much fans telling you what they want. Like you know if they just don't release the Snyder Cut under every single post, I think most community managers will take that as a win because engagement from a tweet or like you know <laughs> post is ultimately like what they want. You know to show like the dashboard at the end of the month and the report. And for me, I never thought that that's necessarily like toxic. I always thought yes, I agree. If you, you you're attacking someone personally and you're calling them names and you. That, that's a different story but if it's fans just campaigning for something they passionately feel about like that, that's fine I mean it's like it's like people wearing their hearts on their sleeve and say we, we really want to see those you know, come on guys make it happen that's completely okay and I'm alright with that but again you know Zach says something and it's like taken out of context and you know there are hundreds of articles written about a single thing like you know it's not a support toxic fans you know he's you know giving ammunition he's, he's setting the dogs on you know on people are against him and any sort of reaction that he gives, it's like, I always find that, you know, it's always overhyped and it's always like, and it's probably because at the end of the day, you know, clicks, clicks are what a lot of websites and a lot of people are looking for nowadays in the digital like world. And they know that the mention of his name is going to bring both his fan base and the haters to that you know platform, which is what they want. Whereas with Joss, I think it's, I find it, it's two, twofold here. A is like, nobody's really wanting to read about it or, or click about it. like as you said no no one like blinked an eye about the Paul Bettany story and you're kind of thinking okay if that was like Zach in the in that position there would have been hundreds of hit pieces about it you know and about Paul Bettany supporting him and all of that like there would have been you know pe- pe- people would have done the mental gymnastics to prove something there, effectively. and that's the problem where I, where I find like sometimes I feel like you know you, you, people are ignoring certain things and they're giving you know just a pass in terms of like writing you know articles about certain things or about discussing certain things in fact as you say it's not up to us to decide who's guilty or not but as we've seen i mean look at people like army hammer that have you know come out recently like their stories about them or you know marilyn manson and the news has been flooded you know with stories about them and about people who accuse them and stuff and i don't feel that like we're just it's kind of you know, drifting away. It's like, you know, disappearing like into the wind. And as you say, it's been news that's been going around for quite a while. And I mm-hmm. feel that for me, personally, it's like, it feels like people are giving him a pass in terms of writing things because they're huge fans of Buffy and Firefly and 
take nothing away from you know the, the shows because you know they, they are pretty good they have obviously stood the test of time in most cases but it's unfair because if we are like if we are saying now okay we're not just going to judge the creator on what they create but we are judging the individual and you touched on it earlier why is it that you know zach has been criticized for absolutely anything every word that he says gets picked apart and anything else that happens with Joss is just completely forgotten. I, I think it all boils down to their body of work. Joss's work has has made people, you know, it's brought people joy. It's brought people, you know, a ton of happy memories, and uh, you know that applies to me as well. I've, I like I said, I, I loved his astonishing X Men run and uh, enjoyed some of his other work. But um, you know, the stuff that's coming out, the the statements that are made about him, if those are true, those are. Those are incredibly uh, disturbing um, and supremely disappointing and just uh, just horrible to heal or hear. Um, but I, and then you know you compare it to Zach's work, which is incredibly divisive because he he kind of subverted expectations of what people yeah. would imagine from a Superman movie or a Batman. Uh, on live action um, I, I'm a big fan of the work and uh, the choices that were made and um, the risks that were taken I guess you could say with uh, how these stories were handled uh, I understand why others wouldn't be but at the end of the day if it's all coming from your love and passion for these you know, heroes like Wonder Woman and Batman and Superman to them make it so personal and choose to be so mean-spirited about another human being that's kind of going against what those heroes stand for i mean if you love the heroes so much then maybe it would be great to act a little more like them do you think superman would want you you know sending angry tweets at someone just because you don't like their movie like i i I don't think there's anything harmful about his his uh his dc work i I just think it's disappointing to some people and and that's okay and at the end of the day there's there's going to be more superman movies and more batman movies and more wonder woman movies um and not only that but there's so many that already exist in live action animation on the small screen and comics and novels there's so many stories featuring these characters that you can enjoy in the meantime that uh, are are better fit to what you would want to see, and there are new comics every Tuesday and Wednesday as well um, that continue these adventures with these characters. So to choose to keep targeting this guy just because he's in the spotlight and you're not a fan of what he wanted to do with the characters, it just just feels petty to me. But again, to each their own, I guess. And if you don't like his movie, yeah. that's okay. Just maybe don't tweet in a way that would make Superman shake his head. <laughs> exactly. And I mean, I think there's also one topic that, you know, a lot of people are not addressing the fact that something I found that, you know, there's a lot of blame obviously about what happened to Justice League, you know, in terms of who got involved. But there's also another, like, there's something that hasn't been discussed. Well, it has been touched upon, I think, at some points. But, you know, Joss obviously worked on, but he overhauled another creator's, like, work effectively in Justice League. Yes, obviously he got hired to do a job and that he was effectively doing what he was paid to do, which is fine. But in terms of like, you know, how how would a creator feel if somebody else came in and they just completely wiped away everything that you did, like the slate that you're working on and they redid something? I think it's something that hasn't been discussed sometimes. And 
that for me sometimes is my concern is that the conversations are taking place are just you know it, it's what people think are going to bring them the views and as you say the retweets and the likes and, and the commentary but they're not actually addressing the full picture and by no means are, are, are you forced to like on your platform social platform that you have to address every single issue out there and the issues that you know everybody wants you to address I, I truly believe that you should be able to discuss what you want to but at the same time you know if you are going to be in the in a comic book journalism world or you're going to be in the you know the movie business world and you're tweeting about things have a little bit of balance in what in what you're putting up have a little bit of balance in terms of like saying okay well i've criticized you know zack snyder because i i believe you know whatever about him you know i've seen some really mean-spirited things you know like it went everything like oh you know zack snyder must be a trump supporter that was like one of the first things i saw i was like where does that come from you know like how does it even appear like on a feed like how did you get this like what did he say you know and you go investigate it like literally there's nothing about it then someone like josh who's like you know he's had a history of like you know sometimes he, you know he well, everyone's got the impression that he said the right thing you know like he knows what to say sometimes to the media and he knows how to present himself but obviously you've got the scandal that's coming which you know allegedly obviously makes him out to be a different person than what he is but if people aren't giving that enough balance i don't think the energy is there to do that they, they just kind of think well you know zach's an easier target and i know i'm going to get you know those retweets but at the same time then they're going to complain about that the fact that the fan base came at them but you know it's like what i always say if you know you hold meat in front of a pack of wild you know wolves basically they are going to come and get the, the meat effectively and that's what unfortunately what the internet's like you know if you put the bait mm-hmm. there people are going to come yeah yeah it's it's unfortunate um you, you see that all the time you see people you know uh recycling the same jokes or saying something that's perhaps completely false uh and can be <laughs> easily proven false or is just uh you know mean mean spirited and then you know that gets a response i i think usually i would hope that most people are responding rationally saying you know that's 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 wrong here's why but then you know you will get some people who represent the the worst part of any kind of fandom the people who uh, see something like that and uh it just fills them with anger and then they put something terrible out onto the internet with their response uh i I do think twitter should have a function where you type a tweet you click uh you know tweet or send or whatever it says i don't recall and then it has a pop-up that says are you sure you want to put this out on the internet for everyone (laughs) to see and then you click yes and then it says, here's the message again. Are you 100% sure you want this out? <laughs> and then there's like a 10 second countdown, giving someone time to read it and really think, like, wait a second. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, it's 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 just so baffling to me, man, that, that people have the most heated and cruel discussions about characters that are supposed to inspire us and make us exactly. strive to be better people. And, you know, fight for what's, you know, what we believe is right and advocate for what we believe is right. And instead, it often turns into just people trying to make jokes about stuff for, you know, retweets or people being mean to each other. And that, that's really unfortunate, man. Um, yeah, like, it's, it's, it's unfortunate. Yeah, it, it doesn't make sense. Like you said before, you know, you like a variety of stuff. So do I. I love Zack Snyder's work. I also love a lot of the Marvel stuff. I, I like lighthearted stuff. I like darker stuff. It, it, it's not one size fits all for, you know, how we like the portrayal of these characters. But at the end of the day, there are certain things 
that represent these characters. And that's where I think a lot of the disagreement occurs. Like Superman, I think these movies showed a guy who's just trying to do the right thing and help people. Now, we can argue about the execution of that, and I understand why some people disagree, and it's not the Superman they want. Um, But at the end of the day, it's ultimately just a guy trying to do the right thing and help other people. And somehow that turns into slinging mud on the internet, and I'll never understand that, man. Just imagine these characters were real and reading Twitter, just seeing the arguments that people (laughs) were having about them. It's crazy, and I mean, the thing is that... You know, I truly believe when, like, we were living in the golden age of like comic book movies and TV shows. And Absolutely, it would have yeah. been nice. It would it would have been nice to see it like impact the sales of comic books as well. Would be great, you know, to see that. But like, did you see the, um, the Justice League variant covers that Jim Lee and some other artists did? Yes, they look great. I, I am always really so great. happy to see that. Yeah, and, and, and like the people need to like find this stuff, and and I find that you know sometimes, unfortunately, with the golden age, is is brought. A whole lot of new people well not unfortunate like it's brought a whole lot of new people in which is great because that's exactly what you want and i mean when you like something you want to share it with people you know you want people to be excited about what you do because the more interest there is the more of it you're going to get effectively you know supply and demand that's you know that's the way the market works mm-hmm. and it's so exciting to see that but at the same time you know with all the toxic behaviors that, that are taking place it's kind of a reminder of why a lot of people don't take the medium very seriously because they're like, you know, you guys are arguing about a bunch of fictional characters online, you know, because you didn't like the execution of a movie. It's kind of silly at the end of the day when you think about it. And there's a, there's a guy I follow on Twitter. Um, his name escapes at the moment. I actually cannot remember and I really apologize. But he posted something the other day after the Snyder Cut stuff came out. And he was saying, you know, he really wants to deactivate his account on Twitter because it just every time something posts, like people suck the joy out of it effectively. And, you know, I remember like speaking to him, I'm like, but, you know, why don't you just not engage with those people? Why don't you just like unfollow? Like, why, 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 like, you know, clean up your Twitter, make sure it's like an easier place. And he said, you know, it's a lot, it's very difficult to do because he's, he's someone that wants to engage with people and, you know, try to give them the benefit of the doubt. And I think it's sometimes because you're dealing with faceless people and like a lot of people are just not kind effectively online. They think they can say whatever they want and there's no repercussion that they, they just go like, you know, full beast mode on you effectively and about anything that happens and i do strongly believe that even the people that don't like snyder's movies or like you know claim to be marvel for life you know they are doing more harm to the industry as a whole they're doing more harm to people i've seen a lot of friends that have just basically you know i'm out like i, I don't really want to discuss this stuff i'll see a movie once in a while but they're not interested in engaging about it. i know a lot of comic book journalists that have tapped out because they said, you know what, it's way too toxic. You post something like, you know, constructive criticism and, you know, from both sides, effectively, people taking you down. It's just not fun anymore. And it reminds me a lot of like Star Wars, especially because I know Star Wars was a lot like that. You could not join a Star Wars forum to discuss Star Wars because people would lose their minds every day. And I mean, we've seen with the latest Star Wars movies what happened. So it, it just sucks the joy out a little bit. And I think that, you know, maybe it's also a responsibility as fans and as people who really love the medium to kind of actually say, you know what, I'm not going to engage in this sort of behavior. I'm going to be better. And I'm like, you know what, somebody doesn't like this, you know, like Snyder's like, you know, clip or tease or whatever they put out. That's fine. I'm not going to engage with it. That's a person's opinion. I don't need to change their mind because I'm okay with it. I like what I like and it's okay. I don't need to feel guilty about it. And I think maybe it's time to actually start practicing healthier social media behaviors. I think that would be the start, yeah. 
I think that would be a win for everyone, whether you love or loathe Zack Snyder's movies. I think we could all agree that, uh, you know, the, the internet needs to feel like a, a bit of a friendlier place when discussing these things. Um, yeah, yeah it's, it's, I mean, it, it makes sense. I mean, the thing is also, I strongly believe this, that the internet distorts reality, like especially social media. You know, you'll see people posting things about, you know, these movies and carrying on. But I use, I use this example, The Crew on Netflix, the new Kevin James sitcom. If you read Twitter, everyone despises Kevin James movies or Adam Sandler's movies all the time. Why are those things always trending as number one on Netflix whenever you log in? Because everyone's watching that. So, you know, people sitting there tweeting like, you know, like, oh, you know, the, I, I want to look elitist. No, no, no. When you go home, we know what you're going to do. You're going to go watch a Kevin James sitcom. And that's okay because there's nothing wrong with it. Like you dig it. It's cool. Just like what you like. Yeah. Also, if it's not for you, but other people like it, there's I, I don't see the harm in that. Uh, like you said, you know, Adam Sandler got a ton of money for that contract with uh, Netflix. Are those movies for me? No, but I'm not going to spend my time tweeting about them. Let other people enjoy them. Th- those movies bring other people joy. They make them happy. They make them laugh. That's that's fine. And and also those people, they're, they're maybe just not, you know, in our circle on Twitter, or maybe they're not on Twitter. Maybe they're just okay enjoying things and not needing to go to social media about it. Um, and I'm not saying that there's something wrong about that. Um, you know, for me, uh, I kind of embraced originally internet forums and then uh, social media because that was how I met a lot of people who share uh, my interests. A lot of you know, my friends may have grown up with this stuff, but they're not like big followers of what's going on now in terms of comics or stuff like that. So going online is where I can really connect with people and, you know, for the most part, have good conversations with uh, people who also like this stuff. Um, for what it's worth, though, I, I mean, this kind of uh, division and uh, hatred isn't exactly exclusive to, you know, comics or comic book movies i mean it seems to be kind of like a human trait you know you look at sports people are literally (laughs) fighting in stadiums and the difference there is you know they're not they're not saying mean stuff to each other in line they're doing it in person which frankly i don't think would happen a lot when it comes to comics and movie twitter i think you know we're a little more open with our opinions on social media but then when it comes to actually let's say if you ever met Zack snyder and you don't like his work i imagine the the sharing of you know constructive criticism may be a little uh toned down you know wouldn't be so personal (laughs) like hey you know i get what you're doing personally it's not for me here's why glad you have a lot of fans though or something yeah i mean that's the thing i think sometimes that you're completely right social media does distort things and i think humans have this trait but at the end of the day outrage sells and that's what people like buy into and it's our own fault you know the human human race needs to like wake up and just you know like realize you are feeding the outrage machine but saying that greg um i want to say thank you man for joining me today um for this chat it's been really really cool i've really enjoyed it and yeah i mean let's get you on some some more on here like i mean it's really cool i would enjoy our discussions and i think you know maybe we should get you on to discuss when the mortal kombat movie drops because i know you're a big fan Oh, dude, I would love to. And uh, I was actually, I, I know you write for Screen Rant on CBR. I was recently watching an episode of uh, uh, Ben Kendrick and Steve from CBR have um, uh, their own oh, show. Oh, podcast, now. yes. 
Yeah. yeah, and I saw that they both have an arcade one-up machine in each of their respective offices. And I think Ben had the Mortal Kombat arcade one-up machine. I was so jealous, man. But yeah, that movie looks like a blast. And it, look, at the end of the day, I, I think you said something really important before. It's kind of like a golden era for comic book movies and content right now. Uh, we are definitely spoiled. Like, even if you're not looking forward to Zack Snyder's justice league there's just so much stuff coming out i mean if you're not looking forward to that that's okay there's still uh what falcon and the winter soldier dropping this month as well over on yeah. disney Plus WandaVision. yeah wandavision is still going on you still have a bunch of movies on the horizon from not only Loki as well DC. yeah not only marvel yeah, and dc Loki. but also uh some company called valiant i hear uh harbinger movies in the works uh <laughs> I'm holding you to that. I'm holding you to that because that, that, that's one of the conversations. On it, yeah. that, that, that's one of the conversations I want to have because the Valiant universe, and I said this before, I love Bloodshot. Like I remember going in to watch that, and I walked. I was like, "This is my jam." Like literally, I love Bloodshot with Vin Diesel, and I can't wait for more of it. And I was like, "You know what? Give me more of this stuff. Give me more comic book movies." <laughs> I still want Ninjak, and I want Ninjak with Scott Atkins. I'm putting it out there into the world. Scott Atkins, you need to do Ninjak. That is literally, he's the perfect person for that role. So, yeah, I, I want to see everything. I mean, Valiant's got some really cool characters. And I actually was thinking about it. You know what? I would love to see a Zack Snyder Exo Man of War movie, especially with his visuals. That sort of world. I, I would be fascinated. I, you know, like, that, that, that for me is something I wanted to see. But I, I'm just putting it out there. Can can I just say that you brought up Zack Snyder and visuals, and no matter how people feel about his movies, they can usually all agree like they're shot beautifully, right? Like yeah. some people say it's style over substance. I, I respectfully disagree, but at the end of the day, everyone says like he's got a great eye, and it's always so baffling then that one of the ongoing jokes is his movies have no color. How can you say they're shot beautifully, look great, but then there's no color in the movies? That baffles me. Uh, the, the problem there, though, is that, and I know exactly what's going on, is that people pick up from someone else that said something and they use it as their argument. A lot of people that don't actually grade movies, like do color grading movies, they don't understand how it works or how it conveys emotions or how it does certain things or even how music plays a certain part. And they usually will find like some podcast or music says something really dumb, you know, about the movies because they just don't like it. And then they'll, they'll hop on that. And then actually anybody who works in movies, like, and as she sees that, they're like, that is the stupidest argument I've ever seen. So that, that's the problem. And I think sometimes the fan base, like, it's really good. You know what? Yeah, I, I agree. Listen to your podcast, you know, read the articles, do whatever, but educate yourself as well. Like, go out there and, and do a little bit of reading about color grading. Understand, you know, how it conveys emotion and how it does certain things. I mean, for example, a lot of people don't know that one of the reasons why the Flash TV series, a lot of the stuff takes place at night, especially with um, the CGI characters, is because it's cheaper. Because mm -hmm. the fact is they don't have to put so many details on the characters. That is one of the reasons why they film at night. It's not because, oh no, they want to make, you know, the DC dark effectively, like in the Flash movie. It's just to save some money because these guys have got like three weeks to create like Grodd or King Shark, the TV show. And they're trying to like, okay, we've got to make this character quickly, but we've got to hide him a little bit in the dark because we don't have enough time to render everything. So it's just stuff like that. A lot of people just don't know that. And I love in fight choreography in some shows or movies when it takes place in like a poorly lit room. You can tell they're just blatantly hiding the stunt doubles. Exactly. And I mean, the thing is like, you got to produce these things and especially with like movies and TV shows, they're always running like out of budget. They're always like running 
you know, behind schedule. There's always a problem taking place. It's literally like any other project. I mean, if you've ever worked on a group project with another human being, you know someone's always going to let you down. That's just a simple fact of life. And that happens in the movie business. It happens in the TV world. It happens everywhere. So these people are always scrambling as well. And they've got to figure out clever ways to do stuff. But yeah, again, color grading, CGI, all that stuff. Like, honestly, I just encourage people. They should just go out there, read about it a little bit, find out more about it. And, you know, then engage in conversation about it. Don't just parrot something that you read from some, you know, podcaster who just talks nonsense like for 45 minutes, while, which we probably are reaching now anyways. <laughs> so yeah, like podcaster, like someone like me that talks nonsense for 45 minutes, don't just parrot our stuff. Like literally keep us honest and go and research the stuff and figure out, is this guy talking nonsense or like has he got a point? So yeah, but anyways, Greg, again, thank you so much. Um, thank we'll you. definitely have you on the show again. Thank you very much to everyone else listening. Don't forget to like and subscribe and, you know, follow us. Like, check out the website. Check us out on YouTube. Check us out on Spotify. And, yeah, contact us. Let us know what you'd like us to talk about more, talk about less. Yeah, and until next time, cheers.